0: <laughs> and laughs Theater of the Mind The best love programs from radio's golden age Only on Zoomer Radio Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor
1: Thank you and welcome to the show Before I do anything else And since this is the last Theater of the Mind show before Christmas Let me wish you and all at your home A Very Merry Christmas. I hope you've been enjoying the Christmas music we're featuring here on the station and the past week of special old-time radio shows. Our first show this evening is one that was first aired in 1950. And before we listen to another excellent production of Suspense, let's look back to that year 1950 and relive what folks were going through as they sat down in front of their old Philco's or Atwater Kent's to be entertained for the evening. After all, in 1950, TV was just catching on, and so radio was still the major source of entertainment. 1950 was the start of the fast changes that would be seen in the next two decades. The Great Depression had become a faint memory, and families were moving out to the suburbs. Kids watched Howdy Doody on 12-inch black-and-white TV sets and spent Saturday afternoons watching cartoons at cinema matinees. Times were gentler, with little violence, and the consumer revolution was about to start in a very big way, and the man of the household became the sole breadwinner. The median family income was $3,300 a year, and milk was still delivered to the doorstep. The Korean War begins, with North Korea invading South Korea in June of 1950. The country had previously been divided after the end of World War II, with the North becoming communist and the South remaining capitalist. Not long after the war began, it became an international conflict when the United States and the United Nations sent troops to help the South and China began helping the North. The war ended in 1953 when the two countries settled on maintaining the original division. Who would have thought that in 2017, the world would be threatened by North Korea? So from 1950 to now, On our nightly news, we're watching and hoping that nuclear war won't break out based on a reckless move by someone. But on happier news, hmm, well, since I'm going to mention credit cards, maybe this isn't such a happy item after all, since this is the time of year you're racking up some debt on them. But in any case, in 1950, Diners Club issued the first credit cards. Now, the first cards were made of cardboard, and the plastic versions didn't appear until the 1960s. The Diners Club credit card was the very first multi-purpose charge card, and within a year of beginning operations, the company had over 40,000 members. Soon after that business, in other countries began to accept the Diners Club card as a form of payment, making it the first international credit membership in 1953. A look at popular culture of 1950 includes the fact that James Dean gets his break when he appears in a Pepsi commercial. And popular films of the day were Cinderella, Samson and Delilah, Sunset Boulevard, Father of the Bride, and Annie Get Your Gun. Well, I think we're all set for our 1950 presentation by suspense with the episode entitled A Christmas for Carol.
2: Autolite and its 96,000 dealers present... Suspense. Tonight, Autolite brings you Christmas for Carol, a suspense play starring Mr. Dennis Day. And now, with Christmas for Carol and the performance of Dennis Day, Autolite hopes once again to keep you in... Suspense.
3: Suspense.
4: It was dark and silent. The window in the house glinted a little from the Christmas tree lights. Rocky didn't move. He just stood there in the alley, but I wanted to run. Fast, get away and put it behind me. Just a second. We got the money, Rocky. What are we hanging around for? Come on, let's get out of here. I
5: said we wait for the old couple to get back.
4: What for? Why take chances now?
5: We got some money. How do we know it's all of it? Maybe they split it and put it in two places. We'll wait here and watch for them when they come in. They'll tip it.
4: It was 8000 That's what he withdrew.
5: You asked for this, kid, Now do as you're told. we wait.
4: I couldn't help being scared. This was my first job. My first and last. I just wanted that money. I wanted it fast and short, and I wanted to run away from it and forget it. The one shot. That's why I got hold of Rocky Perea. Lucky. I had to be lucky just this once. For Carol, not for me. It was for Carol. Nothing else I cared about, See? didn't seem possible now that three days ago I hadn't known Rocky, hadn't needed him. What is it, doctor? How about the baby?
6: Your wife must remain in bed. Serious? No, not serious, but she's got to stay flat on her back. A nurse. You should have a nurse with her all the time.
4: Oh, but it's two months away, Doctor.
6: It's just a question of keeping her relaxed and quiet, not letting her do any work around the house, lift things, or even walk.
4: Okay. Okay, Doctor. And she'll be all right?
6: Uh, there's one other thing. Uh, she was quite worried when I told her about the nurse. I, I get the feeling she's well afraid to have the baby. Afraid? Not for herself. Well, I can't put my finger on it, but it's having a detrimental effect on the condition. I-, I know what it is, Doctor money. Oh, I see. Well, it might not be easy finding a nurse only four days for Christmas.
4: I'll get one, doctor.
6: Thanks. I'll call you in the
3: Yeah.
4: Thanks again, doctor. Pa? Sweetheart, it'll be all right. I'm going to get the nurse to take care of you.
7: I'll be able to get up and around in a day or two.
4: Not if you want that, son. The doc said everything will be all right if you take it easy, and you're going to take it easy.
7: But a nurse... Look,
4: I've got to get back to the bank. I'm only on my lunch hour, sweetheart. I'll make a few calls from there, and tonight we'll pick out the nurse.
7: How... How much do they charge?
4: What's the difference?
7: How much, Paul? It's a lot of money, I know.
4: Fifty, sixty a week. We'll make out all right now. There's nothing to worry about.
7: Oh, Paul. This was going to be a happy Christmas. Now...
4: Yeah... A happy Christmas in this
7: dump. It's funny, Paul. Fifty dollars a week for a nurse. For another two months. It's funny. You make $48.50 at the bank. You'll have to pay the nurse more money than you earn.
3: Yeah,
4: more money than I earn. You know how it is being a bank teller? Feeling, seeing, handling money, taking in money, paying it out... When I went back to work, I was seeing it for the first time with something more than a detached feeling, thinking, I need this money, I need this money, I need this money. How I need this money for Carol and the baby. It was almost three o'clock when Eddie the bookie came in. i Paul.
8: Ha good day yesterday. A big action in a few days. Sanity opens.
4: Yeah, people like to throw their money away. They throw it, I catch it. Eddie, could I see you later? You ready to make a deal? I want to talk to you.
8: What time you through? 5 o'clock. Meet you outside at 5 o'clock.
4: Eddie Garth, bookie. He quit school in the 7th grade. I held out and went through college. And all these years, he's tried to get me to go in with him. To run his office, do the bookwork. He was waiting for me when I finished work. We went to a coffee shop and sat down. And all around us, the loudspeakers reminding me what a happy Christmas it was. Hush, Carol, Paul? Not so good, Eddie.
8: That's that's what I want to talk to you about. Ah, no more loans, Paul. You need money? Come with me. Don't you ever give up. What's so good at the bank? Twenty-five bucks for a Christmas bonus? Look, Eddie... Come in with me, now. With Santa need opening? I could work the outside, get no account... Eddie... And I'll give you ten percent of those accounts, Paul. But I won't lend you the money. I'd be a sucker to lend it to you. I'll give it to you if you come in, but I won't lend you anymore.
4: Okay, Eddie. Forget it. I'll get it some other way. I don't get it. What's wrong with my deal? Look, Eddie, how many times have you been rousted by the vice squad? Plenty. And every time they book you and they fingerprint you and take your picture. So what? They never have anything on me. It's on your record, Eddie. As long as you live. Sure, I need money. Maybe I'm getting close to the time when I'm not too choosy about the way I get it. But it won't be your way. What? What are you talking about? If I ever break the law, it's going to be with the right guy and it's going to be the right job. You're dreaming, Paul. You'll still be in that cage ten years from now. I'd hit and run. One job with enough out of it to make it worthwhile. That's the way to be, Eddie. A one shot.
8: There is no such thing, Paul. You do something like that, you're stuck in it. And you're worse off than if you came with me. Think about it, Paul.
4: Go home then and fix dinner for Carol. All the time thinking of the money and Carol and the baby and debts. The worry eating at me and thinking about what I'd said to Eddie... Then the next morning, old man Forbes made a withdrawal. The first he'd ever made.
2: Hiya, son.
4: What? Oh,
2: hello, Mr. Forbes. I'm going to miss you, son. Seems like we're good friends after all these years. Miss me? (laughs) Take a look at the slip. Mm, That's a lot of money. Twelve years' hard work. That's what that money means. But you're taking it all out? Yeah. And I quit my job today quit your job. Ada and me, we've been waiting a long time for this Christmas. We're moving out of the city. Oh? And we've had our eye on a little farm. Now we can buy it. You've got the papers drawn up. Then you're, you're leaving right away? About a week. But Ada don't know yet. I'm going to surprise her. Kind of a Christmas present. But it's
4: not safe to keep so much cash on you, especially... Well, I've got
2: a perfect place to hide it, son. No one would think to live there. Besides, I figure I've worked too hard and too long to lose it now. Oh no, son! It wouldn't happen. Wouldn't seem right,
4: son. It stayed with me and it grew, like a wheel spinning, gaining momentum. This could be the right job. Eight thousand dollars—enough for that single shot. It stayed with me, all the time, growing, growing. Lunch is on
8: me, Paul. If you change your mind. No. I
4: called you, Eddie, because I... I need your help. What kind of help? Well, you can arrange for me to talk to someone. Maybe. Who is it? Rocky Perea. Rocky Perea?
8: Are you kidding? You picked yourself the right guy, all right. The cops don't even know what he looks like. They never mugged him or printed him? Yes, Eddie, that's right. You're crazy, I tell you. A million people want to talk to Rocky Perea, including the cops. No.
4: No, Paul, I can't touch it. You can, Eddie, if you want to do bad enough. Please, Eddie.
8: All right. I'll see what I can do. Maybe I do know someone. And, Eddie, it's got to be soon. You know you'll be taking a chance. It better be good. It is, Eddie. Good enough to take the chance for.
4: That was two days ago. And this morning, Eddie came through. A certain friend, Rocky's only outside contact, told me to keep an eye on a house on Hoover Street. Eddie gave me all the dope. What Rocky looked like, how he'd act, what to expect. And early this evening, I told, told Carol I was going out for a while, that I, I'd borrow the money from Eddie, and we wouldn't have to worry about paying it back for a while. That's what I told her. That wasn't the answer. The answer was at the house on Hoover with Rocky Perea. waiter there, hidden in the dark corner behind the incinerator. I kept thinking, making excuses. It wasn't up to me anymore. It wasn't any other choice. I needed money desperately. I needed help to get the money. I waited more than an hour. And then I heard footsteps come up the alley. He stopped before the open patch of light. Just like Eddie told me. He was careful. Very careful. Making sure no one was staking him. I took a deep breath and hitched my weight forward. He was going to cut across the open for the back door. I remember thinking now. Do it for Carol, for the rotten, miserable Christmas. Do it now. Rocky! (laughs) He froze for a split second, and almost faster than I could see, he ducked into a shadow and spun around. The streetlight didn't touch him. It glinted on something metallic in his hand, and even from where I was standing, I could see he had a gun pointed at me. (laughs)
2: is bringing you Mr. Dennis Day in Christmas for Carol. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense.
9: Rocky,
4: don't shoot. good thing I'd said it. His gun was aiming front and center. He crouched there looking at me, his eyes flat and hard, Then his voice deep and tight and deadly. Who are you? I'm not a cop, Rocky.
5: Come close, I can see you better.
4: Sure, Rocky. I just want to talk to you.
5: You call me Rocky. You been talking to anyone?
4: I've been watching you. I know you're Rocky Perea.
5: You've been watching me? What
4: for? You're wanted, Rocky, and you need money. What? Where'd you come from? That doesn't matter, Rocky. This is a business deal. I figured it out very carefully. You need money, well, so do I. And I got a way to get it.
5: Just like that, eh?
4: And, Rocky, I'm not staying. This is a one-shot deal. A one-shot? There's no such thing. That's the way it's got to be. We do this job together and we're through. We never see each other again.
5: I sure ain't going to go looking for you. But you won't quit. Not if it comes off easy. I'll quit, Rocky. What's in this for me? Half. Yeah, Four thousand dollars. Well, kids, you ain't dumb by any means, taking me out like this. Almost smart enough to be a copper. You got guts, still. Tell me you got a family. There's uh, no one to stop me. I have a
4: job that doesn't pay enough. This will raise my salary.
5: You want this one haul, then it's back to your job. Right?
4: Yeah. Is it a deal?
5: What's the job?
4: I have a car. I'll tell you on the way. If you go for it, okay. If not,
5: we should get the whole thing. Okay, kid. i listen to it. Let's go driving. <laughs>
4: I told him what I'd planned and why I needed him. He agreed to come with me. We drove to the Forbes' house. It was a small and old house. Just big enough for the two of them. I drove down to the corner and parked, and we started back.
5: Lucky there's no one on the street. Let's go up the alley. Yeah, Rocky. There's the back door.
4: Look, no lights. They're not home.
5: That makes it a cinch. Okay, go on, take it. It's your baby. Rocky... I'll have to break a window. Yeah. You
4: want me to hold your hand? I'll wrap my jacket around my fist. That'll keep the noise down. I'll let you write me a book. Okay. Okay. I'm going. I was lucky. The side of the house was hidden from the street by a big tree. It was light to see was from the Christmas tree in the living room. I wrapped the jacket around my knuckles, and when the short, sharp jab broke through the window, it sounded like a cannon. The street being so quiet before, I was scared it would rouse the whole neighborhood. But like I said, I was lucky. I scrambled up the sill and dropped into the living room. I was pretty clumsy. I pulled out drawers, looked behind pictures, under cushions. I went in the kitchen and poked around the cabinets. I looked in the cookie jar and I found a rolled up lot of bills. It was money, all right, but only $40. The old lady's secret treasure put it back and went into the living room again. Looking around, nervous, I stumbled on the Christmas tree and knocked it over. And then I remembered what the old man had said. A Christmas present for his wife. And I knew it was somewhere on that tree. There were Christmas stockings and favors and little red boots in and around the tinsel and the lighted bulbs. And I found the $8,000 hidden deep in one of the stockings. Got it, Rocky.
5: Let me see
4: it. It's there, Rocky. It's all there.
5: Yeah, eight grand. I'll hold them. Come on, let's go. Take it easy. We're going to stick around for a while.
4: Stick around? What for?
5: And we got some money. How do we know it's all of it? Maybe they split it and put it in two places. We'll wait here and watch when they come in. They'll of it.
4: It was 8000 That's what he withdrew.
5: You ask for this, kid. Now do as you're told. We wait. <laughs>
4: couldn't help being scared. My first job. My first and last. A one-shot. I wanted to get away fast. Run and put it behind me. But Rocky just stood there like he didn't have a worry in the world.
5: <laughs> Listen, kid. They're ringing for us. They're wishing us a Merry Christmas. <laughs> well, there they are. They're unlocking the door. You know, Harvey, the Christmas services
7: were so beautiful. Sure were this year in particular. Harvey, huh?
2: look,
3: the tree. Someone's been in here, a burglar. Burglar? My cookie jar. I've got my house money hidden there.
4: The old lady ran to the kitchen, but Forbes knew where to look, and he knew it was gone. Rocky was grinning. His face lit up like floodlights. Let's go, Rocky. We've seen enough. No, no, hold on a minute. It's all here, Harvey. I
7: wonder what he was after. Edith.
2: It's gone.
7: All the money.
2: All what money? $8,000. I took it all out of the bank. Ada, I, I, I quit my job. It was going to be a surprise. No. Every penny we had in the world.
3: Oh, Harvey. All that money. No,
2: no, no. It'll be all right, Ada. Oh,
3: 12 uh, years you worked so we could have something. I can keep on working, Ada.
2: I'll, I'll do it all
10: over again.
3: Oh, you can't work anymore. The doctor... Oh, what's
2: a person to believe? You work so hard and we do without things for 12 long years, and for what? In one minute, some
3: good-for-nothing hoodlum takes it all away from us.
4: I looked at Rocky standing there next to me, his face split by that grin. It was funny to him, something to laugh about, to gloat over. That's why he'd stayed. Suddenly, I knew I couldn't go through with it. Me, the guy who needed the money so bad. The guy with the bright one-shot idea.
5: Quite a show, eh, kid? Come on, let's go.
4: He moved off a few steps, but I just stood there, knowing what I was going to do.
5: Come on, I said. Let's go.
4: Knowing what I was going to do. No. No, Rocky. We're not going. Huh? I said we're not going, and neither is the money. What's that? Don't, Rocky. I've got a gun, too. And what's got into you? I'm going to give that money back, Rocky. I... I can't stomach this. Give it back. You're crazy. No, Rocky. I just didn't see deep enough. Old people like this.
5: This was your idea. I am responsible for it. I
4: know, Rocky. But I can make it right.
5: Suppose I don't give you the money. Then I'll kill you, Rocky. Okay, kid. You got the gun.
4: He gave me the money. All the hate showing in his eyes. I turned and started for the house... I gave him my back for a target. But he didn't use it. I knocked on the door.
2: Yes, who?
4: Paul, from the bank. I, uh, I just had a fight with a guy, Mr. Forbes. Saw him jump from your window. I chased after him.
7: Our window? You saw him? Yes,
4: ma'am. I was walking past. I kind of figured he'd just finished robbing you. But did you catch him? Well, oh, I couldn't hold on to him. He uh, he broke away, but not before I got this.
7: Why, Harvey, the money.
4: Yes. Paul bless you. Oh, forget it. I'm only sorry I couldn't hold him.
7: Uh, you you say you fought with this burglar?
4: Yes, um, he broke away we, before...
7: We want to thank you, Paul.
4: Oh, forget it. I'll, I'll be going now.
7: Oh, wait, Paul. We want to give you a reward. Oh,
4: no. No, I don't want a reward. I'll, I'll have to be going. I stopped there on the porch for a minute, afraid to go back to Rocky suddenly terribly afraid of what he'd do to me. The old couple was still talking loud like old people do. Yes, it,
2: it, it, it all happened so
7: fast. I have always wonder about that boy. What made him bring the money back?
2: He's honest, Ada. I, I know it from the bank. Oh,
7: Piddlesticks, Harvey. He didn't fight with anyone. What do you mean, Ada? With his clothes, by the whole story he told us. Your young friend took the money in the first place.
2: Why, uh, I... Ada, and if you're right.
7: Of course I'm right. Now what on earth made
2: him change his mind like that? It's Christmas,
10: Ada. Merry Christmas.
3: She'd known.
4: The old lady had known all along, and it didn't make any difference. What well, she'd offered, even offered to give me a reward. Suddenly I felt something strange Like like being clean inside Like being able to see something that wasn't there before And the tightness, the fear Eased a little
5: Now right, let's go, kid The car Rocky You did what you wanted You just forgot that half of that money was mine Now move Get it moving What was it you said? You need me, Rocky. You're hot. Rocky, I, I made a mistake. I, I want to team up with you, Rocky. You need money. I got a I was wrong. Maybe the next job, you won't get soft in the head. There's not going to be a next one, Rocky. I'm through. Through? You think I spent Christmas Eve with you because I like you? I'm out four grand. I'm kid. sorry, Rocky, but there's not going to be a next time. You think so, huh? Stop the car. All right.
4: I'll never see it different, Rocky. I found out tonight. It's not these old people, then it's someone else taking it just as hard.
5: You sure? You sure it's not Christmas doing this? I'm sure. It's not for me, Rocky. Uh. You know, I'm kind of glad it turned out this way. you what? Well, you're through You're Going back to your job.
4: Yeah, Rocky, sure.
5: Good. And I figured it right. What? I didn't think you'd go through with it. Say, wait a minute. Yeah? You're not Rocky Perea. (laughs) I said you were smart, kid.
4: But the way you acted, so careful, sneaking in the alley and... Say,
5: who are you? Weissman's the name. Police Lieutenant Richard Weissman, gangster squad. You're a cop? But where's Rocky? We picked him up this afternoon, kid. He had a couple of guys working with him, and I thought maybe you were one of them. Now I know... I don't expect I'll run into you again, kid. So take care of yourself. And uh, Merry Christmas.
4: Lucky, all the breaks. But I was no better off than this morning. There was still money, two months paying the nurse. There was still the worry for Carol.
6: Oh, Mr. Shane, we've been expecting you. Congratulations.
4: Doctor, what's the matter? Why?
6: (laughs) Nothing's wrong, quite the contrary. Your wife just had a baby. Baby? Carol? Oh, she's perfectly all right. So is your daughter.
4: Carol. Oh, Carol, darling. Are you all right?
7: Oh, sweetheart. I'm fine. Carol, is... We won't have to borrow the money now, Paul. It's turned out for the best after all. Oh, darling. And it always will, my dear. We have so much, you and I. We have each other. And now we've got a daughter, a fine, healthy little girl. The rest will come, Paul. Let's live the day we have. Your little girl's over there, Paul. Tell her we're very, very happy she's in the family. And wish her a Merry Christmas.
3: Longer's Noel, the angel did say, was to certain poor shep.
2: by Autolite. Tonight's star, Mr. Dennis Day.
0: Because you're always right with Autolite.
2: Next week on Suspense, Mr. Cornell Wilde, a star of A Ring for Mario. And in weeks to come, you will hear such famous stars as Mickey Rooney, Ginger Rogers, Eve Arden, and Ezio Pinza all appearing in tales well-calculated to keep you in... Suspense! Suspense is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morowek and conducted by Lud Bluskin. Christmas for Carol was written for Suspense by David Friedman. Dennis Day appears through arrangement with Colgate Palmolive Feet Company may be heard on his own program, A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. And remember, next week on Suspense, Mr. Cornell Wilde in A Ring for Maria. This is Harlow Wilcox again. On behalf of Autolite, its 96,000 dealers, and the cast of Suspense, I extend to all of our listeners' best wishes for a Merry Christmas. Good night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
1: Stay tuned for Red Skelton next on Theatre of the Mind. Time now for the Red Skelton Show on Theatre of the Mind.
11: When Santa Claus comes around your way, I hope that he will bring Norge appliance for your home, and then you two will sing. You won't know what you're
12: missing if you don't see Norge.
9: <laughs>
12: Transcribed from Hollywood, Norge, a division of Borg Warner, manufacturers of America's most modern automatic and ringer washers, gas and electric ranges, water heaters, and home freezers. Originators and world's largest manufacturers of self defrosting refrigerators, Norge presents the Red Skelton Radio Show. Skelton, David Rose, Ms. Orchestra, Lorene Saddle Pat McGeehan, and Gene Cuter will be me, Rod O'Connor. And now the star of our program, the man with the station wagon physique and the convertible face, MGM's clown, Red Skelton.
11: characters in our show are fictional. Any similarity to person's living would be better off dead.
12: <laughs> From the skeleton scrapbook of satire, a story entitled The Little Christmas Tree.
10: Well, we'd better get into the theater and get things ready for our Christmas show.
12: Hey, look who's coming down the street. Oh, yes, the star of our show, Junior. Yes, his mother sure like she's had her hands full, doesn't she? Yes. Well, I'll
10: go in and get the costumes
12: ready. Yeah, I'll go around and round up the actors.
7: Now hurry, Junior. You're don't fool me like that. Now wait a minute. You're the star of the Christmas pageant, and you don't want to be
11: late. I don't want to be in it to begin with.
9: <laughs> that
11: stuff is sissy stuff. Like playing with girls and stuff like that. If it ever gets back to the skunk patrol, I'll be demoted from a stinker to a snip. <laughs> You should be proud to be in the show. Well, I'm not. I scared. What is there to be afraid of? The audience, that's why who's afraid of. They sit out there with them big eyes staring at you. You never know if they've got apples or things they're going to throw at you or not. boy. Well, I'm not going to be in the play. Oh,
7: yes, you are, young no, man. I'm
11: not. You you let me down, I'm going to bang my head on the sidewalk.
7: You're wasting your time, Junior. We've been trying to pound something into your head for years. <laughs>
11: You love me, Yoshi.
7: I'm telling you, you better stop acting like this. What? If Sandy hears about it, well, that's all.
11: Well, maybe he won't come this year. Maybe he's still stuck in the chimney. I put a bear trap in there last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, I know what Pop bought you for Christmas. Hmm? You know that big bottle of perfume?
7: That $60 bottle? Yet? Oh, no, he shouldn't have. He didn't. <laughs>
11: stage door. Now, careful, going up the (laughs) steps. Hey, old blubber boy.
12: Oh, there you are. We've been waiting for you. Yeah. Do you know your lines, Junior? I know
11: them frontwards and backwards.
12: Good. But I'm so
10: scared they'll probably come out sideways.
7: (laughs) Good evening, Lorraine
11: and Junior.
10: Well, here's your Christmas tree costume. Do those
7: lights
10: work? Uh, Yes, they do. Oh,
11: good. This is one Christmas I can get lit up before pop does.
12: (laughs) (laughs) These uh, wires don't have any shorts in them, do they? I have shorts on. We wouldn't want Junior to get electrocuted.
10: Oh,
7: good heavens, no. He's wearing his good suit. Yeah.
9: <laughs>
11: <laughs> well,
7: uh,
10: shall
12: we get dressed, Junior?
7: Yeah, why did I have to be a Christmas
11: tree? Why couldn't I be a little angel?
12: Oh, you dreamer, you.
10: <laughs> there you are. Mm-hmm. Now, see how it fits? Yeah. Right over your head.
11: Now, let's see yeah. let's see how I look. Where is the mirror? Where is the mirror? Let me see, let me see. Hey, me legs are sticking out.
10: Well, they're supposed to. They're supposed to be the tree trunk.
12: Oh, it's the first time I ever saw a not in tree trunk.
10: <laughs> now, Junior,
12: you behave. Yes. You're on right after Jean Cuter does her number when the world was young. David Rose and the orchestra will play for her.
13: They call me Coquette and Mademoiselle And I think I like it, yes, quite well It's something to be the darling of all La grande femme The belle of the ball There's no other place as gay as Paris There's no other person I'd rather be I love what I do and I love what I see But where is the schoolgirl that used to be on oh, the apple trees Sunlit memories Where the On our backs lie, looking at the sky Where
10: where giant redwoods and tiny fir trees grow. This story is of a little Christmas tree who heard a voice in the whispering wind.
12: Each living thing is here to serve a purpose. Now you are growing in Mother Nature's storehouse. But soon man will come and take you away. Some will become houses, churches, furniture, but regardless of how you may be used, remember, it is my will that you serve well.
11: And one day, two men did come into our peaceful little forest, and they rode in on horseback. They were all tired and dirty, they were.
9: Whoa! Whoa! Oh, come on, oh.
11: Did I? Why don't you say stop? Oh! why I didn't say stop. Are you okay? Yeah, help me get my head out of this gopher hole, please. You got a gopher. I'm in this hole over here. Hey, why don't
12: you get rid of that stupid horse? I can't.
11: This is Silver's brother, old stainless steel. around this time, I get a uh, feeling like I'd like to give something away, but I ain't got nothing to give.
12: Mm-hmm.
11: I think I'll go over to the bank and get some money and give you half of it.
12: The bank is closed.
11: I wasn't going to make out a
12: withdrawal slip.
9: <laughs> then I. why
12: don't you reform and take home an honest man's pay?
11: I will. You show me where he hides and I'll take it home. <laughs> One thing I'm honest about, that's fighting.
12: Well, how about that horse thief I hear you fought? Uh, Was that an honest duel? Well,
11: sure. I even let him have the first shot. Then I stepped behind that big rock and plugged him.
12: (laughs) Well, I don't know about you, fella, but I'm reforming. There's too much stealing in the world.
11: Yeah. You hear about that honest election they had in Russia? Five guys voted against him. Services were an hour later. (laughs)
9: Look,
12: Ted, i Mother Nature's provided a way for us to earn our keep and not steal it. You going to Loco. No. I got that out of them mm-hmm. television pictures. <laughs> you going look home. Get this now. It'll soon be Christmas. Yeah? Come on, let's chop down a lot of trees and go down and sell them to the city folks. Well, I don't know. Them things are awful big, ain't they? Well, we'll chop the little fir trees. Fir trees? Yeah. Well, a lot they won't
11: think of next. Imagine going out in your backyard and picking a dozen of oranges and a couple of mink coats.
9: <laughs> what do you say, did I?
11: Well, um... See, that one up there looks pretty good. Way up there. Sort of special-like, ain't it? Yeah.
12: Say, ain't we got enough trees, did I? Nope. There's one more up there. That little special tree, that's the one I want. Look, we've been climbing for that tree for three hours, and I'm mighty hungry. Well, what are you griping about? My hands are
11: frozen. I've been holding my pants up with my teeth. (laughs) That ain't easy. Why? No (laughs) teeth. Hey, forget about food. Uh, Start thinking about women.
12: I'd rather think about food than women. Yeah.
11: Boy, I hope I never get that (laughs) hungry. Hey, look, there's there's that little tree up there. Let's go get it and we'll call it a day, huh?
12: See, what's that black thing walking around under it? Bird. looks like a bear. Well, make
11: friends with him. You know, my brother made
12: friends with a bear once. Doesn't the bear like him? Sure, he ain't all of them. He must
9: have.
11: <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix that bear. Give me that six-shooter there. I'll put him way to rest, boy. All right, I'll lay down. Give me my gun back, bear. Boy, look at that bear run. Yeah. Boy, well, how are you coming with that tree? Well, I'm working like a little beaver. Take bigger bites.
12: <laughs> well, come on, let's go. we got to sell these trees.
11: And so, along with a lot of other little trees, we were loaded on flat cars on the railroad, and we were taken into the city. <laughs> There we all stood, looking at the tall buildings, so different from the tall mountains in the stillness. The people by the thousands were walking through this man-made force arguing about me price. And the man who was selling the trees was fifty unhappy. He was. Well, here. I am.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Boy,
11: wait so long and the music don't come. I go right ahead, America's foremost conductor.
9: <laughs>
11: yes, sir, here I am, old Clem hopper the Christmas Tree Man. They call me the Christmas Tree Man because my head goes so pointy. This <laughs> ain't too good either, and I've got a feeling that after the 25th it's going to get worse.
9: <laughs>
11: Boy, business sure is bad. My head's freezing. Brr. My ears must have come untied. <laughs> it's getting colder for the minute. I just saw Frosty the Snowman go inside to get warmed up.
1: You
9: play 'em.
11: Well, now four hogs don't run in. I'll faint.
9: <laughs>
11: well, lover girl, how are you today? As as well, don't worry. It'll go back to its normal green again. Yeah, it is cold, ain't it, huh? My goose pimples are working in two shifts. Get over to the bonfire. There. feel warmer?
13: Nope.
11: Well, maybe I should light the fire. Hmm? Haven't you
7: lit
11: the fire? Well, no, I figured the logs would last longer this way. Now,
7: here's a book of matches. A what? A book of matches.
11: Have you read it?
9: <laughs> <laughs> Heck,
11: in didn't get that. She didn't get I not care for it myself.
7: Oh, gee. Look at that handsome man in that Cadillac.
11: How do you know he's handsome? He ain't gotten out of the car
7: yet. Any man in a Cadillac
11: is handsome. Oh, that's Rod O'Connor. Howdy, howdy there. Would you like to buy a Christmas tree?
12: Well, that depends. Uh, what do you have in a real cheap tree? Termites. <laughs> Termites?
11: Yeah, what are you expecting, owls?
12: Uh, what do you want to pay? Well, uh, what have you got for about 2 $2. <laughs> Two dollars?
9: Mm-hmm.
12: There's a nice
11: hairy broomstick over here. Like no, no, no. I, I need
12: a tree. Uh, yeah. Let me look at something for two dollars. Well, it's a little high for a look, but if you can afford it, go ahead. Now, uh, if you've got anything cheaper than two dollars, I'll take it. Uh, 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 what do you have?
11: I'll tell you, forty. Hmm? <laughs> Here's a package of seeds, but I don't think they'll sprout my print. <laughs>
12: Boy, <laughs> you sure got some scrawny stuff around here. That's my girl, you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, say she's really something. Yeah, I've heard that before, but what?
11: Maybe I can help you pick out a tree, Mister O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I get sick of you about that. Hey,
9: here's a brown
11: tree over here. I'll let you have for a dollar.
12: A brown tree? Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Is it something new? No, no, it's very old. old. (laughs)
11: There's one already decorated. How about that one?
12: That's an orange tree.
11: It is. Well, I thought those light bulbs were a little juicy.
9: (laughs)
12: This is a nice little tree. How much? Oh, uh, well, uh, this is ten dollars. I'll take it. All right.
11: Well, that's fine. Now, if you need any more, just let me know. I'm open the year around, you know. And so I was bought. And it was taken to a beautiful living room. And everybody seemed so happy, and there was Christmas music played.
7: It's Christmas Eve And we're making a last minute check of our list To be sure we haven't forgotten anyone We pause for a second and offer a prayer For our neighbors We wish all of them a Merry Christmas The children have hung up their stockings that have been shooed off to dance. In the stillness of the room Stands a young fir tree The tree of the Christ child the stillness changes our thoughts. We hear the tiny trees speaking.
11: So now I know what I am. I'm a Christmas tree. But I've confused little Christmas tree because I don't know why I is here. Why was I chosen from millions of little trees just like me to stand in this room? And although I'm very young, in a few days, I will wither away, and me green coat will fade, and me needles will drop off. Why am I standing here all decorated? What good are decorations if your deeds are not remembered? They hang decorations on heroes, too, yet heroes like Christmas trees are forgotten, only to be remembered if they're needed to serve another purpose. Beneath my branches, gifts are placed. They're wrapped in gay colors and tied with bright ribbons. These are the tokens of friendship, the spirit of Christmas, from those who gave from their heart. They gave for the goodness. Shall we stop and here to receive a gift?
7: Oh, here's another package.
12: So who's it from?
7: From your boss. Oh, I Wonder what it is.
12: Maybe it's the thing. <laughs> I think with all his money, he'd give out with something worthwhile. Is
11: this why I was brought here? Am I serving me purpose? Is this the true meaning of spirit of giving? Don't they know that Christmas is the birthday of Christ? Not a holiday for the greedy. Why am I standing here anyway? What is me purpose? What's that? Just somebody on the roof. It's reindeer. Oh, I remember the sounds of their little hooks. I remember how they used to play around me. Branches out in the forest. Oh, somebody's coming down that chimney. Merry Christmas! Merry!
10: Well, they're all asleep. <laughs> well, I, I think I'll just rest for a second. Mm-hmm. My, what a beautiful Christmas tree Thank you What?
11: I said thank you, you said I was beautiful and I said thank you
10: My golly, old Santa Claus's ears are playing tricks on him I, I could have sworn that that tree spoke I did, Santa Claus no? But why in such a sad way? Christmas trees are supposed to be happy Well, I can't be happy. I was told by a
11: kind voice that I was to serve a purpose. Boy, I can't figure out what it is. Well, haven't you ever been happy? Oh, yes. I was happy back in the forest. I remember how every spring the same birds who flew south for the winter would return and rebuild their homes that the blizzard had destroyed in my branches. And how the wind would blow through me fur and make whispering music. And the birds would join in and sing with us. We were the sounds of the earth. A symphony unwritten. I was happy then. Because there, at least I knew what my purpose was.
10: Well, you're making music now? No, not. Yes, doesn't it do you good to know that you're bringing happiness? (laughs) You just wait until Christmas morning when you hear the laughter of all the little children. And how proud you'll be when they dance around you. Oh, I wish I could be here to enjoy it with you. You see... I've never seen nor heard the children after I leave their presence. Well, why don't you stay around, Santa Claus? Well, for some reason, I have never been asked. Ah. It seems that after folks get what they want, Santa Claus isn't needed until the next year when they need something else.
11: Then why do you keep coming back, Santa Claus?
10: Because the children need someone to put the spirit of giving into their little hearts without greed. I come back each year hoping to find men living not by man-made laws, but by the Ten Commandments. So, be happy little Christmas tree here. You do have a very wonderful purpose.
11: How can I be happy? They've cut me off at the roots. I'll be dead in a few days without even knowing my purpose for being here.
10: Well... Maybe old Santa Claus can help you understand. You know, tonight I paid a visit to a place and knocked two of my reindeer cold. It was dark, you see, and we ran head on into an iron curtain. I should have known I wasn't wanted when I didn't see one Christmas tree to help light my way. There wasn't one child's stocking to be filled. Not one church holding services. And it was a great, vast place. All without spiritual guidance. You mean they don't have churches? Oh, yes. Yes, they have churches. And people are free to attend. But if they do, they can no longer be members of the party. And only members of the party receive ration cards. Oh, yes. Yes, there were churches. But they were not used for worship, little tree. They're used as museums to belittle the true spirit of giving. Now, do you understand your purpose for being here? As long as you and all other little trees like you can stand in a home at Christmas, the world will know that freedom of man is still here. And that God's prayer, peace on earth, goodwill towards men, is still
11: alive. Yes, Santa Claus, I do see it now. Oh, I feel too much better because now I understand my purpose for being here. Good. Well, I must be on my way. Merry Christmas, Merry Valentine. Christmas, Santa Claus. For next year and every year. And maybe next year you'll be asked to stay longer than just over the holidays. Merry Christmas, Santa Claus. Merry Christmas, everybody. And now, until next week, this is Red Skelton saying thanks for listening and reminding you that you won't know what you're missing if you don't see Norge.
12: Join us again next week for the Red Skelton Show. has heard in this program through the courtesy of Metro-Golden-Mayer Studios. This is a copyrighted feature transcribed from Hollywood. This is the CBS Radio
1: Network. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer.